Well, the night she ran out of the building because she got scared because everybody was shouting. <laughs> Never forget things like that. Never forget things like that. The night all the young people know that me and Josh got very excited over a few scriptures and we're jumping, screaming, and running around the building acting acting like goof eggs, but we got excited about the gospel. Excited about what the word of God had to say. It's been an honor, a privilege to get to know each and every one of you. Spend time with you. Definitely not leaving here without having made some lifelong friends. Those that I honor, respect. To the young people, most of you, I'm right around your same age, 20 years old. I understand the struggles you have. I understand the, the difficulties. It feels like you can have sometimes that, that hey, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling living for God. I've gone through those same things. I've faced those same mountains that you're facing. I've faced those same valleys that you're going through. I'm standing here today because of the mercies and the grace of God. It's that same grace that, that God has shown me that, that He's willing to give it to each and every one of you. That grace that, I, that God gave me to make it through those same trials, those same circumstances, those same things that, that feel like they're weighing you down. God will give you that same grace to make it through. God will give you that grace to that you need to do a work for Him. To get out and knock doors when there's, there's not Brother Thompson here to get you motivated to go knock doors on a Saturday afternoon or come to the church and pray on a Monday night or some other night during the week. You've got to find that same motivation within yourself to do it. Love each and every one of you. Love each and every one of you and will dearly miss 23. Luke 16 and verse 23. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And Lazarus, and Lazarus that he may dip, his, dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good blessing. That likewise, or, like, or in thy lifetime received thou good things. And likewise, Lazarus evil things. But now he is con 
comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him my father's house, or to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay. We just take a moment to praise him. Oh God, you may be seated. If I could put a title on this message this morning, it would be a message sent from hell. A message sent from hell. We read the story of Lazarus and this rich man. The Bible does not give the name of the rich man, but we read the story of of this, these, of these two men that, that one on earth had great riches, had seemingly everything he could want. That another man that is destitute, he's, he's poor, he has no money, he, he lived at the, ma- the, the rich man's gate just wanting, desiring just to get the crumbs that fell from the master's table. Bible says that, that the dogs would come and lick his sores, that that this man that seemingly was, was, was a nobody, that, that was tormented throughout his entire life. Time passes, he grows old, the rich man grows old. We don't know how they grew, died of old age or what, but the Bible says that they both died. And the rich man, that man that seemingly had everything, Next passage of scripture, it talks about how he's in hell. From where our reading picked up, and he lifted up his he lifted up his eyes. He sees this man that he passed every day at the gate. Every every day as he walked from his house, as he, he walked out of his door, he saw this man just sitting up there in the bosom of Abraham. And he's in torment. He's in hell. He's 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 in this place of endless torment. He cries out, he says, Abraham, 
Would you see Lazarus that he, that he just dipped his finger in water, that, that he soothed the fire in my tongue, the, the dryness of my mouth? Would you send him that, that I can get some relief, that, that I can get a moment of ease? Would you send them to me? But we reread the response. Moses said, but in your life you had leisure. In his he had torment. But even if I could, there's a great gulf. There's a great void in between me and you. Between heaven and hell. And between the place of, of glory, the place that, that the streets are paved with gold, and, and the place that has endless torment. I can't reach that place. He can't come across that void and give you some water. It's too late. It's, it's you, you've passed that moment that you can have relief. You've, you've passed your time of, of mercy. You've passed that moment. Death has knocked at your door. Death has come calling and it's the final ending of everything. The moment you took your last breath was, was the moment everything finished. Everything was over. And now you're, you're in hell. You're, you're in this place that is endless torment. This place that you're on fire. You're burning, but, but you never die. And there's no relief. There's no way of escape. Then the man cries and he, he says, says, Abraham, then, then just say, I can't. They have the prophets. They, they, have the, they have Moses. They have what he taught. But if they don't believe him, they don't believe the, the message that, that was laid down in the law, in the Old Testament, if they don't believe that, they're not going to believe somebody that's raised from the dead. They're not, they're not going to believe somebody that's seen it. Somebody that looked down and saw me here suffering and, and burning, being having endless torture. They're not going to believe it. They're not going to believe, but, but hell is a place that it's a fiery furnace in Matthew 13 and 50. And it say, describes it as a firing furnish, furnace. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. A place that everything you hear is, is suffering. Every, everything that, you can, that, that is around you that you might be able to see is, is some other person. Some other person being tormented by the, by the fires of hell. The worm dieth not. The fire is not quenched. It's a place of endless torment. Revelations 14 and degrees 10 says this about hell. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture unto the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. But hell... Is a place that was designed for the devil. 
every torment that you can possibly imagine, everything that you can think of that is terrible here on earth, and these bad things that happen on earth, how much greater is it going to be in hell? That place of punishment for him. The chains of darkness that will hold you fast. This is what that rich man was going through. This is what he was enduring. And he was just looking for relief. He was just looking for a drop of water. He said they have the prophets. If they won't believe his brothers, if they won't believe the man of God, then why won't they believe them? Why would they believe the man that's raised from the dead? No, I can't send back this man, but you have the prophets. We're not going to see somebody that's been to hell. Come back and tell us what hell is like. There's not going to be someone that is going to come back from the dead to tell you that you need to turn to God. There's not going to be somebody that's been there that is going to tell you. But you have the prophets. But you have Moses. You have a man of God that's willing to stand behind a pulpit and say, hey, this is what is needed. Hey, this is what it's going to take to be saved. Hey, I'm crying out for you. I'm reaching for your soul that you don't live in this place that is endless torment. But God has sent a preacher unto your, to your life to tell you what you need to be saved. It's why you have to fall in love with the man of God that brought you this truth. Who was the man? Who is that man that stands behind the pulpit Sunday after Sunday that says, hey, this is what you're going to have to do to be saved. This is what is needed not to go to that fiery furnace. Got to cling to that man. You got to cling to the one that is looking for your soul. The one that is a shepherd. God is placed in your life. All he's doing is trying to save your soul. All he's doing is trying to keep you from being that man that's in hell that looks up and sees, sees, the, sees Abraham and says, I need relief from this. Can you just send somebody with a drop of water? Can you just send somebody? No, in your day you had the prophets, you had Moses, you had a man of God that, that was willing to preach the lie, that was willing to take a stand for what is right. For after that, the wisdom of God, the word of wisdom, knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe foolishness of, of be standing behind here and, and just saying some words of preaching what the Bible says is how you'll be saved is how you'll keep from going to hell Romans 10 and 14 how then shall they call on him to in whom they have not believed 
And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How beautiful are the feet of those that, that spend their time praying for you. How beautiful are the feet of them What would be said if a message from hell got to us? What would be said if someone wrote a letter in hell and sent it to the church today? Mike would say, listen to what the preacher is preaching. Don't turn away from truth. Cherish your salvation. Cherish the message of truth. Hold close to it. Tell others about this place tell them the suffering that will happen if they come here i can't get rest i'm in constant torment the de devil that is working on you to backslide or to give up on god don't let him sin is but for a season sin is something that passes away and what's left over when the death angel comes knocking, what's left over after that season of sin? Torment, suffering. I thought that I knew what I was doing when I turned away from God. I thought I could come back at any time. But the death angel knocked, and now I'm here in this lake of fire. Now, I'm begging for just a drop of water. It's impossible for me to get it because it's too late. That water that he was looking for, the water that he needed, is still available today. We still have an opportunity. We still have a chance. John 4 and 13 through 14, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whomsoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give unto uh, never shall thirst. But the water that, shall, uh, that I shall give him shall be in him. I was begging for a water that he needed to quench his thirst. It was too late for him. But it's not too late for somebody here tonight or this morning. It's not too late. For God to pour his water on you. To pour out the Holy Ghost in your life. To where it's a well that's springing up unto everlasting life. John 19 and 34. But one of the soldiers which with a spear pierced his side. And forthwith came their blood and water. 
It was a spotless sacrifice. It was the spotless lamb that said, you need some water. You need a little bit of a, a little drop of water. But out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. You won't listen to what the prophets have to say. There was a man named Jesus that died and raised from the dead. You said send somebody back from the dead. They'll believe that person. There was a man named Jesus that was that person. That God said, hey, I'm going to manifest myself in flesh. I'm going to incarnate myself in the form of a human. So that you can be saved. They won't believe the prophets. They won't believe the man of God that I've sent. They won't listen to what Moses said. I know it's impossible for, or not impossible, but I know it's unlikely that they're going to be saved. But I want to try one last time. I know that, that, that he saw the, the man that was burning in hell. But hey, if they don't believe these men, they won't believe somebody raised from the dead. But he came to save. He came to save. It's as simple as repent, be baptized, and receive in the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's as simple as that. But he said, I'm going to send somebody. It's going to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm going to send somebody that's willing to preach the gospel. I'm going to send somebody that's willing to be that voice in the desert cry, prepare ye the way of the Lord. I'm going to send somebody to preach heaven and hell. It's not impossible for anybody to go to heaven. And it's not impossible for anybody to go to hell. It is up to you. It's a choice that you have to make. A choice to live for God. A choice to do the things of God. Or to give in to the lust of the flesh. Let's stand this morning. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, or if you're struggling with something in your life, you've got a choice to make this morning. A choice of the difference between heaven and hell. The choice, <laughs> you said, repent. Repent. 
and be baptized every one of you in that name that one that came and died for our sins that one that hung there on a cross suffering suffocating you'd have to push himself up on nails or pierce through his feet to take a breath but during that time he took the time to cry out Eli, Eli Lama Shavakthani my God, my God why have you forsaken me quoting that 22nd verse of, or chapter of Psalms reaching out for those that were gathered around the, the cross these altars are open this morning repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. <laughs>